Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Brooke Soltwet, and I'd like to introduce Maurice Cheeks, a candidate for Madison Common Council District 10. Let's begin with your opening statement uh, as to your educational, vocational, and civic experiences that qualify you for the Madison Common Council. Sure. Thank you, Brooke, and, and thanks for organizing this. Uh, I think opportunities like this are um, really a testament to our community's commitment to civic engagement and democracy, so it's really fantastic. So my name is Maurice Cheeks, and uh, I am a member of the Madison Common Council. I've been serving for two terms. I represent the 10th district uh, in Madison. In addition to that, I'm the vice president of business development for a big data software company. It's a global company headquartered right here in Madison. Um, uh, I am uh, on the board of the Foundation for Madison's Public Schools and on the board for the Wisconsin um, uh, Progress Institute and a number of other things. But before I did any of that, I was a volunteer tutor through the Schools of Hope program uh, at Memorial High School. And it was really through that work that I had the opportunity. Um, uh, when I moved to Madison in 2007, was traveling around the state. I was working for Apple. And once I started volunteering in the schools, that's when I had the opportunity to um, get exposed to the energy and diversity and liveliness of, of our next generation and uh, thinking about the community that we're building for the next generation was really exciting to me. And so um, through, uh, through that work, I, I was inspired to find opportunities to, to better serve the community on sort of a macro level. Um, and so after two, two uh, terms, four years on the council, you know, I'm running again because we have a lot more work to do, right? We have uh, uh, successfully, uh, I've successfully over the past four years worked with neighbors both on, on the micro level, but also worked with the community on, on you know, uh, big picture issues. And I feel like, you know, um, there's plenty more work to do for us to live up to our own values in this community. And I'm excited to have the opportunity to continue to serve. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, what do you believe is the most important issue for the city of Madison as a whole? And how do you believe the council should tackle that issue? The most important issue for the city on a, as a whole. So I, I love the way you frame that question. So part of um, part of the exciting opportunity of being an alder is being able to simultaneously carry in your head the work of the city and what's important to the city and also the work of your district and your constituents. And so the most important pressing issue uh, on either one of those two may or may not always be synchronized. And we'll get to that. Good. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so the most important issue facing the city is going to continue to be um, building a, a, a city where people have um, the opportunity to thrive. Right. So there's been a lot of talk over the past several years about sort of the race to equity and, you know, the work that um, our community is doing to both identify uh, our our opportunities for improvement as it relates to uh, creating a city where people, where everyone feels welcome and feels that they have the opportunity to be successful. Um, but also I think, you know, the city council has taken a real leadership role in acknowledging that and bringing that into our own house and saying, well, what's our role as we make decisions every day that are going to influence, you know, day-to-day -day, uh, lives of, of citizens, but also 
the long-term next generation impacts of, of our decisions, um, how can we be mindful of that? And so we've, you know, uh, I'd say one of the most significant sort of um, policy reorientations that we've done through the city is adopting the Racial Equity Social Justice Initiative about four years ago now, and really trying to think about all of our decisions through a framework of um, equity and, and how um, the decisions that we make on the, on the city council are going to impact everyone, right? So seniors, you know, young people, people with financial means, people without financial means, people with ac ready access to transportation, etc. So um, that's the city that we that we want to be. We want to be a city that uh, everyone has the opportunity to, to be able to thrive here. And uh, I think the city council's. You know, I'm I'm proud of the fact that I think the city council's trying hard to do that work. Thank you. So, as you sort of. Uh, alluded to, what do you believe is the most important issue specific to your district resident needs? What are its challenges and what steps would you like to see taken to meet those challenges? So, um, so I'm going to pinpoint three. So uh, top issues facing the district are public safety, um, development and construction related issues, and, you know, as I'm doing doors, I'm knocking on hundreds or now probably over a thousand doors already. Um, and just by maintaining relationships over the past four years, one of the things that I hear over and over is um, about education, right? And as the viewers, of course, know, um, on April 4th, you'll have the opportunity to be voting for not only your alder, but your school board candidates and also state superintendent. Um, of those three, the alder has the least direct impact in education, but um, I know that constituents are asking me over and over, what role does the city have to be able to um, uh, invest in the lives of our children? What role as an alder can you take to um, maintain relationships with the schools to be able to invest in after school or summer programs? So. Um, starting with the last one that we, we actually have the least opportunity to be able to impact, you know, education, surprisingly, I think, you know, a lot of people, when they think about the city, they don't think about education, but, you know, city's made up of people, and if we're not investing in our young people, I don't know what we're doing here, right? Um, so in reverse order, development, um, uh, as you know, uh, in District 10, which is uh, you know, sort of Midvale Heights, Orchard Ridge, Allied Drive, Nakoma, Dunsmarsh, and Summit Woods, um, we've been dealing with um, issues related to development and, and construction over the past couple of years. And you know, it's been really important that people feel um, a, uh, <laughs> that they have at least a knowledge of what's coming down the pike. Uh, so dealing with the Verona Road reconstruction and now as we look down to what's the Monroe Street reconstruction going to do for our neighborhood? You know, um, neighbors are asking a lot about that. And, and so just trying to manage um, sort of intentionally plan for the growth that we're experiencing our, in our city and, and ensure that it's not pricing people out of their homes and it's not making it uh, that, that we can deal with the growing pains um, while also recognizing that there are growing pains associated with being a growing city. Um, and then going back to the last one, which, you know, in, in reverse order, you know, I'd say public safety is probably the thing that I hear the most about from constituents. Yeah, certainly um, we live, you know, we're, we're fortunate to live in Madison, which is widely regarded as one of the safest cities in the country. Um, 
But that doesn't change the fact that, uh, you know, as we read about shootings in, in, in the paper or as, you know, folks in the, in the district experience um, individuals rifting through their car and, and things like that, you know, neighbors are um, constantly uh, asking, you know, what, what steps can the council take to ensure that, um, that our city is remaining safe, remaining one of the safest cities in the country. And so, you know, I've, um, people have been really encouraged when we get a chance to talk about the investments the council has made um, in you know, increasing the number of police officers over the past four years and um, increasing police salaries uh, a couple of years ago. Um, you know, one of the things that I fought hard for was the Midtown Police Station, which uh, for some folks, they know that um, that is going to add another police station to our city, but specifically to sort of divide the West Police District, which um, uh, encompasses about a third of the whole population in the city, and, and allow for more police officers, more detective work, um, more of that sort of um, important work to be able to follow up on public safety issues. So. Um, Public safety is going to continue to be uh, one of the most important responsibilities of the city, maintaining a place where people feel, as I said earlier, safe and welcome and have the opportunity to thrive. And, you know, uh, in this past year, I was one of the elders that was um, most proactive about uh, investing in proactive, strategic public safety initiatives, partnering with my colleague on the city council, Alderman Fair, and Michael Johnson from the Boys and Girls Club to develop a 15-point um, plan for evidence-based um, proactive uh, policies that can help reduce violence and reduce recidivism, developing that, introducing that to the council, getting that funded um, uh, all, all in this past year. Um, uh, as uh, you know, partially as a response to you know this growing concern that you know, we need to ensure that we're maintaining a safe community. So um, th those are those are the things that I'm hearing the most about from constituents and excited to continue to working on. Okay, thank you. Um, well, which one or two policy issues do you see yourself either having or wishing to gain deeper knowledge about, and why will this focus be of benefit to your district residents? And I'll just tell you, we have about 10 minutes left. Great. Um, policy issue. So uh, I sit on the Community Development Block Grant Committee, and um, you know, that committee is responsible for interacting with uh, federal funds to help develop housing, and particularly affordable housing in the city. Um, in the past uh, few years, in our in in our district specifically, we've seen um, some develop some new affordable development built. Uh, I'm sorry, affordable housing built in Allied Drive as we're building single-family homes. We've also seen um, some changes in development in in the Nakoma neighborhood as folks are investing in um, additions to their house or um, uh, tearing down homes and, and rebuilding homes. And you know, I think that. Um, the uh, affordability of our community is going to continue to be one of the most important issues facing all of our residents. Uh, and affordability, of course, being a relative term, but still a very important issue for everyone. So um, uh, working, uh, working to ensure, you know, the news coming out this week that um, this new presidential administration is potentially looking to completely gut the city funding for community development block grants is 
um, massively concerning uh, for for me, for for our district, for our city, but for cities across America. So continuing to figure out how we're going to um, invest in maintaining a, a, an affordable community is going to be critical in the next couple of years. Thank you. How do you see the relationship between the council and the mayor of Madison? How do I see the relationship? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the mayor of Madison, Paul Sutherland, has, um, you know, he came up through the ranks of the city council. And so, you know, he has a clear understanding of uh, the relationship between the legislative body and the executive body. Um, I think several of us um, have tried hard to build working relationships with the mayor. And um, I think, you know, there's sort of good days and bad days regarding whether or not that's, uh, whether or not that is as fruitful as we would like it to be. I think the council, um, one of the things I really enjoy about the city council is that by and large, you know, we have, um, we're quite effective at working together and we don't always vote in, you know, very predictable ways. I think people sometimes are surprised by, you know, the, the makeup of a, of a yes vote. But, um, you know, council is down to do work, right? And so, you know, we are always looking to work with city staff, um, with the mayor's staff and, and with the mayor himself on trying to put what's best in front of uh, the city. Thank you. What do you see as the best ways for the council to work with other government bodies? This is a cool question. Um, so um, the city council, so there's a lot of different ways to take this question. Um, the city council actually has, um, frankly, not a lot of capacity to work with other government bodies. So city council, as most folks probably know, is a part-time responsibility that we do in the evenings. Um, and, you know, sometimes we do into the mornings, like this past week, our meeting went until 2 a.m. and, you know, started at 6.30 and actually uh, myself and several other elders had a committee meeting that started at 4.30 before that. So that was, you know, 10 hours of meetings that day um, after a full day of work. So um, this is actually an issue that I think there's going to be um, continued conversation about is how can we continue to build capacity within local government so that, um our local elected officials have the opportunity to, to continue to develop and deepen relationships with other local elected officials. Um, you know, as being as civically engaged as I am, as you know, one of the um, uh, founding members of the New Leaders Council, and, and working with, um, you know, a, as I started the uh, leading locally movement, you know, a couple months ago, you know, I do actually have strong relationships with other local elected officials in other communities and at the county level, and for that matter, at the state level. Um, but not everyone on the council has the time and opportunity to, to develop and deepen those relationships. So um, I hope that we continue to find ways to do that. Thanks. What do you believe are one or two of your personal qualities? that helped to make you the best candidate for this district? Um, coming out of the, uh, the November election, um, I saw you know, a number of folks in our community really feeling a certain sense of despair. Um, and uh, it was my natural inclination to um, sort of re uh, rally our community and say, let's come together and talk about what's next. Um, 
And so, you know, we did. We had hundreds of Madisonians come out to something that we called Leading Locally, where folks came together, identified issues that were most important to them, and really sort of established this message of, um, you know what? We're going to continue to have agency to shape our own community. We're always going to be able to lock arms with our neighbors um, and find ways to dig in to um, uh, execute against our values. Um, that's, that's, you know, I think one of my greatest strengths is as someone who um, uh, is willing to dedicate the time and, and see opportunities to bring people together. You know, I think um, leading, you know, I, I think there's something special about, you know, not only being a leader, but being able to uh, lead leaders, right? I mean, that's really the, um, the what leading locally is about is you now have, 20 or so groups that are meeting on a regular basis to, without anyone's permission, without any money, they're just saying, you know what, I really care about um, women's rights, I really care about education, I really care about public safety, and so I'm going to get together with some of my friends and figure out how we can, you know, move the needle a little bit. And, you know, that's something that I did at um, you know, a community-wide scale, but even specific to my district, that's the same response that I had when we found out that the Walgreens was leaving and allied and that we were going to experience, that that neighborhood was going to experience a food desert. Um, I pulled together the um, Tim Metcalf and, you know, some of the folks from the Willie Street Co-op and Hy-Vee and you know, some of the other grocers as well as the mayor. Um, we all sat down and said, what are we going to do here, right? And from that, we decided to um, allocate funding to help incentivize the development of the grocery store, which that's now underway in our community. So bringing people together, bringing the right people together, I think that's uh, going to continue to be critical as we look forward. Okay. Well, we only have about a minute left, but uh, what would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Uh, thanks for watching this whole time. Uh, thanks for following along. You know, uh, if you have the opportunity to uh, to find ways for yourself to get involved, you know, I'd encourage you to do that. And likewise, if you want to join in this campaign, I would encourage you to go to MoCheeks.com and read more about how you can how you can join us. Well, I want to thank Maurice for speaking with us and taking the time to know your candidates. Please vote in the spring general election on Tuesday, April 4th. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Hey.